Hi, everyone. It is me, Lauren, your creative mentor. And we're back at it this week. We're figuring out how to manage ourselves and our workload, whether we work for ourselves or we're just like, what the hell is working in a pandemic? So that's what we're up to today. Um, but today I'm going to talk more about the balance of um, keeping your creative joy when you're also monetizing it. So we've kind of gone through the, do I even want to sell this? And you've decided yes. So how do you balance all of that? Um, and of course, as you all know, I'm going to try to keep this shorter. Um, if you've been listening, I do have a spiel in the beginning because if this is your first interaction with the podcast, I just want to say I think it's very important to vet everybody who ever tries to give you advice on your money, on your business, on your happiness, any of that stuff. And that's me included. Um, my name is Lauren. I am a graphic designer in advertising. I have been doing this for eight years now. And I was really frustrated out of art school because my teachers didn't really help me set me up for success in the real world when I asked. And when I was on TikTok in the pandemic, I see that a lot of students feel like that. And y'all are graduating right about now. So this is actually a really important um, subject I would love for you to at least listen to once. So... You can look into all my other credentials in my other episodes. You can look me up on LinkedIn. You can go to my Patreon, the Creative Mentor Patreon page, and all of that stuff is there, and you can investigate further, as you should, because I'm trying to give you advice on your business, your happiness, and your creativity. <laughs> so today, I really want to talk about, um, you know, enjoying art while you're working creatively. And this is something that I spent a lot of time thinking about for myself. And, um, you know, when you're straight out of school and you're kind of in that panic of, holy shit, I just graduated. What do I do? How do I pay bills? How do I get jobs? What do I do with my time? How am I spending my time? What do I want? Like, you feel like you have to have all of these answers all up front. And I do want to tell you, as an elder millennial, you don't. Trust me. I am from the generation where the boomers and the Gen Xers were like, you need to figure it out. You need to go to school. You need to get a job. And, and like, if you didn't do it right, you were going to fail and you were going to be out on the street and you were going to be homeless and all this stuff. And you know what? It doesn't fucking matter because it's a grab bag. It's wild card. You know, <laughs> the pandemic, capitalism, all that stuff still applies and with the internet we're all more savvy more aware more connected than we've ever been in our life and i just really want to tell you there's a lot happening out there that can induce you into a panic and it probably will you're gonna panic it's going to happen because that's what normal people who are in tune with their emotions do when they're stressed out but what i really want to tell you is take jobs that you're interested in. You can work for yourself and see how that goes. That's okay. You can take a production job, a photography job, a project management job. You can work at a small company, a large company, a creative agency. Literally, take any work you're curious about. 
Because I'm going to tell you, instead of going post like college, you should have your career. Honestly, you're like, what, 22 when you graduate college with a bachelor's? If you went to school, you might be younger than that and be trying to do this straight out of high school or learning online, which all of it's fine. I think that there's a lot of people out there who are going to like have a judgment about how you learned your skill instead of being curious and impressed with what your skill is. And if you can find confidence in your skill and more so in your curiosity, you're going to go a lot farther, a lot faster in this time today than when I was a creative looking for work back in like 2013, 14, 15 when it was still a little more quote unquote structured, which is a lie in the first place. So I just want to say that up front. Experiment. Go try things. If you're feeling iffy about a job, like you have a lot to learn. You have a lot to learn about creative organizations, about companies, the difference between working for brands with established in-house teams and companies that are like we're trying to create an in-house and how much work all of that is you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna work for shitty companies you're gonna meet amazing other creatives and people you're gonna meet teachers and mentors it is a lot more abstract and organic than anyone will ever tell you and so you know just try stuff That's what I want to say right off the jump. Just try stuff. That being said, when you're trying stuff, it's very easy to get caught up and whisked away in the trying of it and not uh, build in touch points with yourself to check in on if you're having a good creative time. And an example of this is... So I lived in Los Angeles for a year and I lived three lifetimes. (laughs) And when I was in Los Angeles, I was an inking assistant for a DC comic artist. Now, if you don't know me, I love drawing. It's my favorite thing on the planet to do. I do it all the time. I don't post it as much as I used to. I don't tell people about it as often as I used to because social media made drawing not fun for me. And... This, working as a DC comic assistant, inking assistant, partnered with my relationship with social media and my drawing, taught me the same thing. I don't like drawing for other people. People would ask me to draw for them all the time. People would ask me to illustrate comics for them and do all this stuff, design their tattoos, whatever. And I just hated it. I hated the project. I would dread drawing all that stuff. So I just decided maybe two years ago, I'm not going to do this. Unless it's going to be something I would have drawn anyway, which bands typically pay me to draw how I would have anyway. So I love doing band merch. And if I like you, I'll design your tattoo for you, knowing your tattoo artist will have to probably redesign a lot of it. Like those are projects that work within my stream of I would be doing it anyway. Which, you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, we talk a lot about context all the time, communication, and doing what you would be doing anyway. Because I think that is a huge fundamental pillar of being a working creative that we don't stop and check in with. Would I be doing this anyway? Would I be drawing if I wasn't getting paid for it? Absolutely. Would I be organizing the shit out of things if I wasn't getting paid for it? 
yeah, these are skills and working styles of mine that I have grown to learn to check in with. And quite frankly, I feel like it's way too late to have realized this for me in the sense of like, I'm almost 30 and have just realized this in the last three years. If you guys are fresh in your early 20s and you can find these touch points in yourself, you're going to get a lot farther, a lot faster than I ever did, which is what I want for you. That is the point of this podcast and this free information for all of you. So find ways to check in with yourself. Do I like this kind of creative work for myself only, for everyone? Do I not care? And I think this is a, the huge line in the sand for people who create an artistic business for themselves, where y'all are out here with your Etsy stores or your Shopify's and you're selling originals and you're using your hands every day and you just clearly you all fucking love it. And that is great. And I really want that to be me. But it's not because I like thinking about businessy stuff. And while I wouldn't identify necessarily as a capitalist, I function very well within that and I have the opportunity to bring humanity to business because that's what creatives are. We are the observation and insertion of humanity into cold hard facts and bullshit. So (laughs) those of you who just no holds bar, you'll draw for anyone, you'll, you'll make earrings and jewelry with your hands and you'll spend hours on a ring and polishing the shit out of it and you can part with it and sell it to somebody to make it a part of their story, you guys might unknowingly already check in with yourself and have decided you love to be creative for anybody who wants you to be because you would be creative like that anyway. And then there's those of us that are like me that only like to be creative privately in some ways. Even though I'm a graphic designer and I produce a lot of things every single day, I'm creative on demand come up with an idea. What is the look and feel like? Look around for inspiration. Bring inspiration. Present this idea. Refine this idea. Take this element from that guy's idea and put it into your idea and like refine, refine, refine. I'm really good at that and I think that there are a chunk of creatives who are built for that and typically the creatives who are off doing their own business thing using their hands every day and the ones that have to think on demand like me, I think we're completely different kinds of creatives. And we check in with ourselves to know better on which camp we're in. That's what I mean by checking in with yourself on your creativity because that will balance your creative joy. And that's what we're trying to keep. I can't tell you how many times I hear a lot of creatives around me go, Maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Blah, blah, blah. And it's really heartbreaking for me to hear because honestly, nine times out of 10 when they're saying that, it's because the avenue in which their creativity is being used, i.e., is it in advertising? Do you have to be creative on demand? Do you have to be creative within a strategy? Things like that, like email design, advertising, making banners, building websites, The process in a corporation for that is already going to be a little bit weird and you have to be creative to work with that on top of the content and the barriers and the freedom within that content. And the number one reason people say that they're not cut out, at least for graphic design, is because they hate the process on top of probably what they're making isn't creatively fulfilling for them. And that's all allowed and that's all okay, but it puts you into this identity tailspin. Because when I found out that I hated being an inking assistant 
on a Batman versus Superman comic with DC Comics, that threw me into a tailspin. Who am I? Do I even like this? This is the dream job for illustrators like me. Why do I hate this? What do I do instead? What am I supposed to be chasing? What is going to make me happy? This I'm miserable doing the thing I thought I would be the happiest with. What the fuck? What do I do? And I think that when you're just trying things in your 20s, Giving yourself permission to have that moment a lot sooner than when you're 30 with a mortgage, you know, that shit is so much less pressure, even though it doesn't make it less emotionally stressful. And so that's why I want you guys to just go out there and try stuff, like literally just try shit. You have to give yourself permission to not get stuck in jobs because you're worried the the next best thing doesn't exist because it does. It's out there. And the thing that sucks about it is no one can tell you what it is. You just have to go literally stumble upon it. So, you know, you will have an identity crisis if you're not already. And trying jobs, you'll think you're at your dream job and find out that's not how you feel. Probably. And that's totally fine. This is what I mean by enjoying your art while you work. Because as much as we hate it, we live in a capitalistic society we have to work. You know, it really fucking sucks. We're all not rich. We all don't have trust funds. We have to work. It sucks. And I really do believe that if you can find a creative job that works with your natural talents, because honestly, that's what being happy at work is. Finding your natural talents, what you're naturally good at that you enjoy, and just letting that grow and flourish because you would be doing it anyway. And we're not trying to contort and bend to capitalism. We're trying to be ourselves and find where we fit. That is also a huge difference. I really wish school could teach you, but it doesn't, it seems. And I had to learn that the hard way. But just go out there and experiment and you're going to have the har- these hard things. And the more stuff you try, the faster you're going to find what you're good at, what you learn. Because you have to actually go on this journey and learn who you are as a worker. You know, in high school, you learned who you were as a person-ish. In college, that grew. And you got more confident in who you are. Then you got to push your work and find your creative voice. And now when you go out into the world... You're going to find out how those two things actually work together in society for real. And so you are cultivating different parts of yourself and your practice that you have to go out into the world and push them together. And it's really tough because there's no authority, no teacher telling you what you're supposed to do next for the first time. No parents who can really guide you unless your parents are creatives. But if you're like me, they're not and they have no advice for you and you just have to figure it out, which sucks. (laughs) (laughs) so having those creative boundaries with yourself allowing yourself to make mistakes and allowing yourself to experiment and allowing yourself to protect the creativity that you hold most valuable to you I have a hard boundary where if my job I love my day job if they ask me to illustrate something I probably won't do it because I probably won't like it unless they let me facilitate how I draw it Because for me, I protect drawing so that I continue to do it because I enjoy it. Same with social media. Social media, I think, had this this clutch on us for a while that we're starting to unlearn that 
if you don't do what the algorithm says, fuck off. You're not going to be successful. But I don't know if we all sat there and thought about what success is. Because I would post a drawing every single day on Instagram. And I would do the 30 hashtags. And I would do the big long thing. And blah, blah, blah. And I would try to gain followers because it's validation. It's okay to be vain and say that you want validation. All of us do. And a lot of our creativity is the way in which we've gotten it our whole life. Oh, you're so good at this. You're so good at that. Da, 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 da. That's all fine. But what social media did for me was fucking ruin drawing for a while. I felt like a slave to my own endeavor and it was not fun. And after a while, I would get so frustrated with myself and with drawing and I wouldn't pick up a pencil and... I wouldn't do shit and it sucked and I felt like I was keeping a secret which it was eating me alive because I wasn't enjoying drawing anymore because Instagram made me feel like I wasn't good enough at it. And then I sat and thought about it and this is why I have a huge push-pull with social media personally and why specifically on my TikTok I only do it because it's fun because no one is paying me to draw. No one is paying me to do this podcast. No one is paying me to make TikToks. Nobody's doing shit for me. I'm doing it. I put that task on myself. I decided to share that with the world. And my perspective, much like your perspective, is a gift. It's an observation. And and we have the capacity to view things and pull away at things and and observe things and reflect things back to our society, which is cultivating and curating culture for how history will remember it that's what we do as creatives it might feel cheap and it might feel weird to work for a company or be capitalistic because you have a business or whatever but at the end of the day our perspective is what's going to stand the test of time if we submit our work into our culture and curate it from there And memes and TikToks and social content is that. But I have a really staunch belief in algorithms learn from us. They don't tell us what to do. And if an algorithm is punishing you, fuck off, algorithm. (laughs) Like, who fucking cares? We'll find a different platform. Someone will make a different app. It will evolve. It will just take time. And so that whole thing with like social media and everything, and it's going to, it's going to manipulate how you feel. And I think if we can find creative boundaries for ourselves, like me, I don't like drawing for money because I dread the process. I don't like drawing for social media because I'm not going to get attention for it. So if I'm drawing with the end goal to get likes, I'm not going to get them. I have to shift my mind around back to my roots of I drew because it was fun and I drew because I had feelings to like work through and I can post it but I have to be okay that no one will see it because that's what's real right now and that's okay and I think all of these distinctions are very important especially as you're growing your creative career or you're falling into things because I'm gonna be honest with you a lot of shit happens on accident especially when you're creative it's a DIY career I accidentally fell into a lot of my jobs and I learned a lot from them without even having any clue what it was going to be until way after the fact. And so having boundaries with yourself 
and your hustle because we are also inundated with you're good at this monetize it you have this amount of followers you should be doing this all the time to keep them engaged with you because 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 why at the end of the day I was posting on Instagram drawings every day why was I trying to get clientele to hire me to draw I just decided and said I don't like that what the fuck am I doing this for you know what I mean and so I, I just think about that a lot and it's a constant push and pull and it's just very strange. And like right now I have like 5,000 of you on TikTok and I didn't post for like eight days because I just didn't have anything worthwhile to say. I didn't have anything fun I wanted to make. And so I just let myself not do it. It's fine. If you guys want to watch, you will. If you don't, okay. I'm just trying to be helpful. And like, these are the things that are very important, especially if you do social media advertising like I do for money and you are creative on demand and all of these things. And like, you know, one time I was working with an art director and this guy was just ideas, ideas for days, just going and going and pie in the sky, in the ceiling, in space, ideas, 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 ideas. And so when he would tell us his ideas, like as a team, oh, I was watching TV the other day and then this came up and it made me think of this and then this and then Instagram link, 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 all this stuff and his mind will just like snowball. Or, oh, I woke up at four in the morning and I was struck with this idea so I wrote it down and did it. So one time I asked him, you know, you're interacting with the world like creatives do. We are constantly engaged and constantly looking at things. And I was like, you interact with the world a lot like that, like it's very evident. Uh, but does your mind ever turn off? Do you ever like see something and not think about work or not think about like this thought or whatever? And he said, no, it only gets worse as you get older and deeper in your career. And he's like, but that's why I chose this particular career. I love the subject matter of what we do every day. And I, it's never the same day twice here. And I just, I just love this stuff. I would be doing it anyway. And that's truly when like that really dawned on me, which I had this conversation maybe a year and a half, two years ago with this person. So, you know, <laughs> pretty late in my game too. But he was like, I love the subject of what I do at work every day. And I love how I execute everything at work every day. Like I would be doing this anyway. And it just like the aha moment, you know, like Oprah says, it's just like, oh, this guy can work this way because he found where he fits perfectly down to the company culture the stuff this company we worked at make all of it he found where he belongs so then I took that back to me and went what do you think about this Lauren <laughs> and this like this past job that I've been in in the last few years has really had me reflecting on the fact that, you know, these are the things I'm good at and these are the things I enjoy. And I got really lucky falling into this job where it is so creative. I got to try a lot of different things and I can now have the privilege to decide which things of those I don't like as much as other things and my team can reevaluate itself so that our strengths and weaknesses balance that so that I don't have to do stuff that I think is garbage that other people on my team love to do. And this is like, 
this is the epitome of like what I mean about enjoying your art while you're working because you know I am the queen of saying you know don't work so hard like work your wage all that stuff keep it fair for yourself but every once in a while like I'll work till seven I did that last week work till seven on a project because it was just genuinely fun I was like digging around in history stuff and it was just like really interesting to me and before I knew it it was seven and I was like oh I'm already in my house I lost track and like these are the things that I mean so I think if you just really have really good creative boundaries for yourself, there's a lot to like work with here. You have to have boundaries at work so they don't like get a lot of work out of you for free. You have to like know who you are. You have to know what you like. You have to have creative boundaries with like your personal creativity and the creativity people pay you for. And like there's a lot to have done to be a successful worker and I know it's really overwhelming to keep track of but if you're already at this point in the podcast and you've been listening from mostly the beginning-ish this is like like we had 101 we had 102 we're in 201 right now in our class you know what I mean like you have all the tools up to this point I have structured these episodes very intentionally to lead up to this. And I'm telling you, if you're if you're freshly graduated, like just go try stuff and find your balance within this. I know I'm saying it like you're going to find the answer really fast, but you're not. It's going to take you a couple of years to get the swing of this. But if you have the thought in your mind, even if if you don't even listen to me, so long as you hear me and it's echoing in your head somewhere, you're going to find that moment to help yourself draw that line and be a lot happier and a lot more successful at what you do every day. And that's what I want for you. I want you to get paid. I want you to be happy. I want you to try stuff. And quite honestly, I want you to go out into the creative industry and make it better than it is right now. Right now, the creative industry isn't super diverse. 71% of it is is white. Most of it's female, which is cool, but the men the men are paid the most. There's a huge wage gap. There's a huge information gap. People don't know about the salary guide that I tell you guys about all the time. People just don't like know any better. Like take this, tell them, do not gatekeep a damn thing. Show me up. Do better design and creativity than people like me. I'm pretty young. I'm considered a young gun and I'm like showing up the like old dogs quote unquote as they say all the time with technology, pace, thinking about stuff, pulling references. I know you guys who are just graduating and some of you are in school are going to show the shit up out of me and you are going to be a force to like reckon with in the working world you're just starting though so however discouraging it may look and we are staring down the barrel of a recession however discouraging it may look to you just fucking go go do it go try stuff because if you don't try stuff you have no idea who you are as a worker and you have no idea what you like because I think we've gotten to have the illusion of choice up until school and after that like the world is rough shit costs money people get sick it's gonna happen to you you're gonna need the stability of health insurance and all that garbage and like renter's insurance and getting a house and 
maybe having kids if that's your jam, maybe not if that's not your jam and like all of that stuff. And you're just, you're going to need a lot more than you are capable of doing by yourself. And the best thing you can do is just be fucking creative as shit and happy as hell working, whatever that means for you. (laughs) So uh, next week, I'm supposed to be doing a creative pep talk for you guys. I don't know how that's going to be different from this, but... We'll figure it out. But um, that is just like the biggest takeaway I want you to take from having creative boundaries while you are working. The biggest one is just trying things to know what your boundaries need to be. Don't be like me and having an identity crisis because you thought you had your dream job and you hated it the whole fucking time. That's happened to me twice. So it's okay if it happens a bunch. You're going to learn and you're going to figure out who you are. And the faster you get comfortable in a comfortable place with that, the better off you're going to be. And you know what? People are going to have opinions about what you're doing. And the biggest question to ask is, are they successful in a way that I want to be? And most of the time, the answer is no. So they can fuck off. (laughs) They can just take their advice and shove it, you know? So... Find people you admire. Find people whose careers you want to emulate. You're never going to be able to copy them, but you're going to find your evolution of that. And we all are creative here and know what that means. So that's the best I got for you. I hope that helps you manage yourself a little bit better. Find the lines in the sand a little bit with the right questions for you and like help you define who you are. And I just, I would really love to know what you, what you think, how that journey goes. Maybe you want to reflect some questions off of other people. You can reflect them off of me. I'm telling you, you guys are so good at commenting and messaging me and finding my email and finding my LinkedIn and talking to me. I love that stuff. You are not burdening me. I put myself out here, especially for free. So Find me, message me. It might take me a minute because of my own creative boundaries, but like I will get back to you. So please ask away, reflect away, tell me your story, ask for advice. That is truly what I'm here for. I feel that is my current purpose right now, especially with the turmoil the working world is in because of the pandemic, the weird get back to work, the remote thing, the competitive thing. A lot's happening out here. So let a girl know. Um, You can find all of my information and reach out to me on my Patreon. It's the Creative Mentor on Patreon. I have two premium tiers. One is $2. It just gets you next week's episode a week in advance. And then the other is $7 where I do a workbook every month to summarize the subject of the month. So every podcast has a couple of pages and it's like a workbook. So this one will probably have a lot of questions for you to reflect on. And... um, You know, I do that so that you don't have to listen to these a zillion times or maybe there's just like a piece or a poignant thing or there's like a bunch of links and resources that you want to like have collected somewhere. That's what these workbooks are for. I took out the other tiers because they just weren't quite working right. And like we have found our own groove as like a little Patreon group. So head over to the Patreon for every podcast episode, every YouTube video, all the link resources that are free. And then if you want the bonus content too, feel free to sign up. You can also find me on LinkedIn. My name is Lauren Versino. It's exactly how it sounds. I love when you guys find me. 
please leave me like a message though. I don't cold accept people unless I've met them in real life. And we probably haven't met in real life, which is okay. But send me like, drop me a line there. We can figure it out. And I love to help. So please just ask away. So until next week, I'll see you guys later.